Coming up on today's show, the basketball season is over, so of course it's time to look forward to next season. And Trace Jackson Davis has an interesting decision to make. Will he stay at Indiana or will he go to the pros? We're going to talk to Jacob Root of Locked On Hoosiers about all of that and more right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Alongside Jacob Rue, the host of Locked On Hoosiers every weekday, I'm Nate Dickinson. Good show lined up for you today. Of course, basketball season in college comes to an end, which means it's already, of course, time to start looking ahead to the next season as well. We'll get into some what they call way too early top 25s and what we have to say about them here as well as what's going on with Trace Jackson Davis, a guy with big pro potential at one time. Now it's looking like he may or may not get drafted if he decides to go that route this season. We'll get into that with Jacob in just a minute. But before any of that, of course, the national championship yesterday, Kansas Jayhawks pull off the big comeback in the second half to win it. Jacob, your thoughts after a really, really good final four overall and a really good game to end it there in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, at halftime, I told myself I was giving it about five more minutes before I gave up on that game and went and did something else. And uh, fortunately, Kansas in those five minutes really started the comeback real quick. Ended up being just a, a wild game, fitting of, as you kind of said, the the wild Final Four and a pretty fun tournament overall. But Kansas, uh, a very, I think, a worthy winner and one that, Looked incredible in that second half. McCormick was absolutely dominant, um, had a number of guys step up. It really looked like UNC just kind of ran out of gas, too. That was a, an emotional game on Saturday, and they realized so much on in terms of minutes and production from their starters that you saw guys cramping up and, and just really looking like they were running on empty by the end of that game. Really good comeback by Kansas. I think you said it right. Really deserving winner, at least especially like – when you divide it up by the weekends, I think that final four weekend, Kansas was the best team out of those four teams with what they brought to the court on both Saturday and Monday. And they get the national championship as a result, fourth national championship in team history. And it now goes to 22 years since the Big Ten has ended up with a national champion as well. And now that the season has come to an end, we won't talk too much about the championship game with no Big Ten teams in it. We'll look forward a little bit ahead into the next season. As, the, as soon as the season ends, there's always some sort of somebody with something that they need to write up that's not championship stuff. So they look ahead to next season, get the 2022-2023 top 25s out there. It's a little bit just kind of all over the place, which we'll get to in a second because we don't know everyone who's going to be on all these teams. But Big Ten, of course, well represented as it always is. It's looking like people are saying Michigan will be the top team in the Big Ten with all the talent they have returning and potential talent leaving elsewhere. But as you look down the line of what I just kind of put together of what was what, one, two, three, four, five, six different publications that actually M Live that covers Michigan puts together, but I just sorted it all out here. Michigan, Illinois, and Purdue, the three 
most cited teams in any of these rankings, both Michigan and Illinois in like top 20 range. Purdue has been pretty consistently near like the end of the top 25 with where they're going to be losing players. Then you have teams like Indiana jumping in, but that's like presumed that uh, Trace Jackson Davis comes back. Uh, even in Illinois, it's big, big consistently on if Kofi Coburn comes back. And do we have other teams like Ohio State, Michigan State, Iowa peeking their head in there in some spots too? But it, it gets kind of more a little abstract as you go down that top 25 because there's just a, a little bit more variety in where people think teams are at. But uh, Jacob, I guess we'll start off with the Hoosiers since that's your team. Where do you think this team is? Let's say if Trace Jackson Davis does come back, we're going to talk about whether or not he does in just a minute here. Yeah, with him, uh, I do think Indiana would be a top 25 team next season. Um, they were kind of on that brink at times this past year, uh, and there were a couple of rough losses at, the, at poor times that, that kept them just out of that top 25. But, I mean, with him, you're – talking about one of the uh, probably preseason favorites for Big Ten Player of the Year. So just that alone is going to elevate um, any team that he would be on. And it's kind of the nature of these um, preseason or way too early rankings is there's so many questions. But um, IU will have the the core of what they um, – what made them successful last season should be back. Trace Jackson Davis, um, Xavier Johnson hasn't officially made an announcement or anything like that. He should be back. Um, and then you add Jalen Hood Shafino, who's going to be, who is a top 20, top 25 uh, prospect in this upcoming class. Those three alone are going to give IU a ton of talent. And then you just have all the pieces around them, but yeah, I wasn't surprised to see IU in these, but uh, I would imagine they're going to be at the bottom of those. But that, that's kind of the nature. There's a lot of guys in the Big Ten that um, are kind of on that bubble of do they stay, do they go, Trace, Kofi Coburn, Hunter Dickinson. That's going to determine a lot about um, where these teams kind of fall in line and who's going to be the best teams next season. I mean, how, how much, I guess, and we'll talk, we'll get off Indiana here in a second, but Indiana is just a good example of a team that's like this because there's a few of them in the Big Ten. Uh, getting a lot of love right now despite, uh, I mean, again, just a couple of weeks ago was barely in this yep. NCAA tournament. So but where are the expectations at as Hoosiers fans go forward for year two in Mike Woodson's tenure, given that, again, there's not a whole lot known about what that's going to be yet? Yeah, I mean – it's a lot different than where we were last year. This time last year, we were still trying to figure out what Mike Woodson was going to be like at Indiana. So there was so much uncertainty and that's kind of the, the nature of having such a successful first season is now the expectations are set a lot higher and him getting into the tournament. That's just going to be a baseline at this point. And uh, now it's going to be a, a matter of, being competitive for the Big Ten title, the Hoosiers weren't really in that conversation at all this past season. So I know Big Ten title is going to be something uh, that is going to be a goal for this team, I would imagine. Um, it's something Mike Woodson talked a lot about just winning Big Ten games, being competitive in Big Ten games uh, this past season. I'd imagine there's going to be a step up, especially if you have Trace back, you have Xavier back, you're adding a top 25 recruit. 
the expectation should go up with a group like that. And it should be about competing for the title and not just trying to make the tournament. Cause yeah, as you said, a month ago, I was planning for IU not being in the tournament and then they had that wild run to get into it, but um, the expectation should, and I think will go up next season to just being one of those top teams in the big 10. It's crazy how those hot streaks at the end can make you forget pretty much everything that yeah. happened in that season, right? IU's got top 25 love right now, but again, was close to missing the tournament a little while ago. Michigan's got that love right now. I'm waiting to sweet 16, but for a lot of the season was not an NCAA tournament team. So we'll end up seeing what happens. I'm seeing just across the board, a whole lot of just question marks on the execution again, because like it's Indiana, can they execute to where the talent is? If Trace Jackson Davis is back, can Michigan ends up getting to where that talent is with all the talent they've got coming or where that, you know what I'm saying with all the talent coming back, uh, Purdue and Illinois, two teams that, are going to be able to execute, but might be losing players. Are they going to be able to make up for those holes missed? It, it just doesn't seem like there is a big, like, uh, obviously, as the numbers show, any sort of dominant force in the Big Ten that's going to end up as a top five team or something going into next season, which is really interesting because uh, Big Ten's gotten kind of used to at least having one of those, if not at the beginning of the season, at least throughout as the season continues. So I'm interested to see which team that is. But again, season ended yesterday. So I'm not going to get too much into it all right now. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is one team, one guy who is going to be deciding what Indiana basketball looks like a lot next year. We're going to talk to Jacob about what it means for Indiana if he leaves or goes. Should he leave or go? What is the current draft situation with Indiana's star forward. We'll talk about it in just a minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Built Bar is the place to go for all of your protein needs. You already know that, whether it be the classic Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or their new Built Puffs, marshmallows. You can just pop right into your mouth to get your protein fix for the day. Whether it's to get you through your workout or just through the workday, Built Bar can be the one to help you do it with all the flavors that you love and the nutrition that you need with none of that stuff that you don't. We're talking about 15 grams of protein with less than 5 grams of net carbs and sugars, less than 150 calories in almost every bar, and 100% pure chocolate in all the bars too. It's again the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. If you want to try it out, do it with a little bit of extra cash on us. Use our code LOCKED15 at built.com to get 15% off your order. It's LOCKED15 at built.com for 15% off. Back in on Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Alongside the host of Locked On Hoosiers and our co-host for the day, Jacob Rude, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're talking Trace Jackson Davis with our Hoosiers host on. Jackson Davis has a little bit of a decision to make here as NBA could be waiting for him next season if he thinks the time's right for him to go. As we mentioned in the last segment, Jacob, if he stays and comes back to IU, he could be one of the front runners for the Big Ten Player of the Year Award going into next season. So a lot at stake right now, a lot of money potentially on the table for Trace Jackson Davis as well. Of course, that changes at the college level every single day now it seems to with the prospects of him coming back so it's a whole lot to think about here but let's just start with kind of where Trace Jackson Davis is right now at least in the eyes of people who look at prospects professionally at the beginning of the season he was hoping to be someone who was an easy shoe-in draft prospect if not like lottery pick but 
it, it seems like now, at least where I've seen him, he's on the edge of being picked at all, if not deep in the second round. Where do you have at least Trace Jackson Davis as he stands in the eyes of the scouts? Yeah, he you're you're right that it, it's a question of whether he'd be drafted at all. There's there's a lot of variance though. Um, you looked at at somewhere like Draft Express with ESPN, which is typically where I uh, kind of what I rely on, and their most recent mock draft during the tournament did not have him in it. But then you look at somewhere like Bleacher Report, where um, their most recent mock draft had him like 46th or, or somewhere kind of right in the middle of that that second round. So it seems there's a lot of variance right now with uh, with him as a prospect. I think some of that is um, he really raised his draft stock at the end of the the regular season and and, and through the tournament. Uh, he played really well there, but. There's just a lot of questions about his game. He kind of to be a, a big in the NBA, you need to have some type of jumper typically. And he just is like allergic to them and, and won't even attempt them. Despite everything you kind of hear about him in practice is he's good at shooting threes or, or mid range jumpers, but like he just won't do it. And uh, so that's kind of a, a big thing that I've heard that, if he goes to these workouts, I would I would anticipate he's going to put his name into the draft just to get feedback, maybe go through some workouts. Um, if he shoots in workouts as he does kind of in practice and whatnot, it might uh, entice some scouts into taking him and feeling they can convince him to shoot those shots in games. But just based purely on production, um, He's a really good player, but he's uh, that's just the way he plays a game isn't necessarily how the modern NBA is played with just a back to the basket center that can't really stretch the floor a ton. And uh, that's kind of this limbo he's in right now is he's really athletic. He's really uh, mobile, but he just doesn't seem all that interested in and doing some of the things you that NBA wants modern big men to do. So last year, he averages more than 19 points per game. Uh, this year, it's about the same as far as scoring. It was a little bit less, I guess, but I think it was less than a whole point, even less that he averaged this season. Point is, he, he had the same kind of production as he did last year. But at the end of last year, he was at least, if I'm remembering right, you can correct me, and it, it seemed like he had much higher prospects of just being a pro going into this season than what we saw over the course of the year. I mean, what was the difference between what people were thinking of as his potential then and maybe what's now being realized over the course of this season as people have gotten more eyes on him? Yeah, he was he was out the door. Uh, I, the, the saying that's always referenced, and he, it's because he said it, he was nine toes out the door. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that would have been to the NBA. Um, part of it is just kind of this idea that when you have somebody like Trace was where he was young, he was still uh, only his second year. You can convince yourself that, oh, there's a jumper there that we can work with. And he has the the physical makeup to, to do this or do that. And the more like film that you get on a player where they're not doing X or they're not doing Y or, or things like that, um, you start to talk yourself out of like, well, maybe he can't shoot three pointers because he won't do it or 
Maybe he doesn't have a jumper because he never shows it. And it's kind of things like that. Um, when Mike Woodson came in, one of the things uh, that Trey said he did right away was sit him down, show him film of what he couldn't do that he needed to do in the NBA. That's kind of one of the uh, benefits of having an ex-NBA coach is that they know what it takes to to make it in the NBA. And he was kind of brutally honest with with Trace and saying, you need to do this and this and this uh, to be able to make it in the NBA. And I mean, it should be said that uh, Mike Woodson has wanted him to shoot jumpers all season long. Illinois fans will remember in that Big Ten tournament game, one of the the deciding buckets late was a mid-range jumper from Trace Jackson Davis that Mike Woodson was just praising him about after the game. He wants him to shoot those shots. Uh, he understands that that's what it, it takes and it's just not something he's been willing to do this season. So um, I would have, yeah, if he would have left last year, I think he would have definitely been drafted, but it's just kind of one of those things that when you have more and more film showing maybe some of the things you don't want to do um, scouts are less optimistic that that's part of the game, but I mean, at the same time, when when Woodson showed him a lot of those things he struggled with, one of them was defense, and he became a really, really, really good defender this season, uh, a really good rim protector, and that kind of makes him more enticing to to scouts as well because for all the things he may struggle with, you can still he can still be a rim protector and a uh, a big man maybe off the bench or something, and you could still convince yourself that eventually we can we can turn him into a bit of a shooter so we've gone over the things trace jackson davis is missing i guess the question then becomes if he's thinking about himself purely as a pro prospect and there's a whole lot of other things that go into that but if it were just about making sure he is getting himself the best chance in the nba can he do those things by coming back to Indiana, can he develop a shot? Can he become a player that can be back on draft boards in a way that he was last season? Or, or is it something where, I mean, if I'm someone looking at the next year, I'm thinking I played just as well this season as I did last. My draft stock went down and I'm only getting older now as a prospect. I got to take my shot now. Yeah, I I look back to somebody, it's a, a former Hoosier as well, Thomas Bryant was kind of in a, a little bit of a similar situation that uh, when he was thinking about going to the NBA, he was a late second round prospect, but he made the jump. He went to um, work out in the couple of weeks between uh, him declaring and in the draft, I guess it was a couple months and really kind of reshaped his game to the point that, he became like a bona fide prospect and somebody that ended up carving out a, a, a role in the NBA and got a big contract because of it. Um, it's kind of one of those things where um, it, it's, it's a matter of he could come back and he could show some of those things, a, a jumper, a three pointer that encourages um, scouts to want to draft him. Maybe he thinks that the best way to do that is to go to these workouts go get involved with some type of individual shooting coach or whatever it is and really focus on just basketball and not basketball in school for the next couple months and go all in and uh, see if that's the best way to do it or I mean it could also be a matter of 
if he's a barely a second round pick now, um, maybe he comes back and his stock can only go up from here. Um, it's going to be an interesting decision that I don't think IU fans really have any kind of read on right now. It, it seemed there hasn't been any sort of reports or anything about which way he's leaning um, since the season ended. Uh, he said right after the season that he would make a plan or, and he would talk to coach Woodson and his family about it. But the sense right now is nobody really knows what, uh, what's going to happen. So it's, it's certainly kind of the big, what if hanging around this program right now. And it's the decision that's going to shape whether, as we talked about earlier, they're a, a top 25 team coming into the season or not. Yeah, it's going to be something that, uh, I mean, he has some time for, but I'm surprised, I am surprised he hasn't at least said that he's going to go and, uh, you know, like you mentioned, test those waters by now. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that means he's actually considering just coming back straight up, but I, it could also, and it's much more likely that it means nothing. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> again, we'll not speculate too much until we hear more from Trace Jackson Davis himself. When we do, we'll, of course, hear more from Jacob Root on Locked On Hoosiers every single weekday, and he'll be back here on Locked On Big Ten once a week as well to break down everything going down in the conference with us, too. Jacob, thanks for coming on with us. Uh, do you know what you guys got going on for tomorrow, Wednesday, on Locked On Hoosiers just yet? Yeah, we're uh, we're kind of doing some individual season recaps for the men's and women's team, and on Wednesday's episode, we're going to be talking about Mike Woodson, so it's just the beginning of it. If you guys want to come on over and, and, and start listening to us kind of recap the season for the men's and women's team, then hop on over to Locked on Hoosiers. A couple of very interesting seasons to go over. It'll be fun over on Locked on Hoosiers tomorrow. And of course, we'll have Jacob back here on Locked on Big Ten soon. Until then, we'll talk to you soon, Jacob. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah, as always. Bet Online is your one-stop shop for anything that you need as far as online sports betting goes. From getting the information, like say Masters Championships coming up this week that you got to get in the know on before you put any money in. From just getting your bets in as well. They can get you anything that you may need. Again, all wrapped into one service at Bet Online. It's again, everything that you need. From the information to all the props, lines, and odds that you could ever imagine putting any sort of money on you can do it all over at bet online where the game starts back in here on locked on big 10 thanks again to jacob rude of locked on hoosiers for joining us today as always be sure to give his podcast a listen and subscribe if you need to stay up to date on anything going on with indiana now that you're done with your first listen here at Locked On Big Ten here in a couple of minutes, make sure to make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. It's with Ryan Tracy and former NFL corner Eric Crocker. They're together to bring life every day and insight and analysis on all of the college football prospects and NFL front offices. Everything you need to know. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. That's again Locked On NFL Draft. Before we get you out of here here today on Locked On Big Ten, a quick rundown of any of the other things that you may have missed and we didn't get time to here today on the show. Uh, first off, a couple of news that pieces of news that aren't really news. Uh, it was, again, the first day without college basketball, so a lot of people filling in a whole lot of other stuff and doing preseason top 25s and stuff we've already talked about. But a couple of things happening in the Big Ten. Uh, Purdue basketball announced it's going to the Maui Invitational. Not this year, next year. So not this 
upcoming fall of 2022, but in the fall of 2023, if you're a Boilermaker fan, you can start planning that trip out to Maui right now. It'll be eight schools, a whole bunch of really, really good programs there as well. Gonzaga is going to be there, UCLA, Syracuse. So that'll be a whole lot of fun there, along with, of course, Chaminade over in Maui in a couple of years. Other news in baseball, not really even Big Ten news, but Todd Frazier retired. He's a former Rutgers baseball player. Did not play in the Big Ten, but did play for a school that's currently a Big Ten school, so we'll give him a shout-out, too. Speaking of baseball and a whole lot of other stuff, a whole, whole lot of players of the week announced across the Big Ten today. We'll just run through some of them. Ohio State's Sidney Ratliff was Women's Tennis Player of the Week. Michigan's Patrick Maloney and Illinois' Hunter Heck split the award on the men's side. The first Varsity 4 boat from Iowa was named the Boat of the Week in rowing on the women's end. In the cross, Rutgers' Bobby Bobby Russo was Defender of the Week, and Maryland's Logan Wisnowskis was Offensive Player of the Week. Xavier Simpson, in news not, or I'm sorry, one more Player of the Week. Nick LaRusso of Maryland is Big Ten's Baseball's Player of the Week. Let's move on. Other news not in the Big Ten. Uh, Xavier Simpson, former Michigan player, is now officially an NBA player, signed a 10-day contract with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we've got news, James Piat. Piat? Pyatt. Shoot, it is Pyatt. I knew it was Pyatt. I had it down, and I wanted to make sure I got it right the first time. I did not. James Pyatt. He's playing at the Masters, former Michigan State golfer, and paired with a couple of pretty good players. Former and er, former number one, Justin Thomas, and current reigning Masters champion, Hideki Matsuyama, in the first round of the Masters. He'll tee off on Thursday morning. That's a look around everything around the Big Ten you may have missed that we couldn't get to today. Thanks again to Jacob Rude for joining us on today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with anything that you may have missed today across the Big Ten. It's the first day without college basketball. We'll we'll see what ends up happening here throughout the news on your Tuesday. And, of course, we'll be back Wednesday to recap it all for you right here on Locked on Big Ten.